Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 75. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of the Behold podcast. I'm Christy Horsch, and I am so grateful that you are here with me today. This episode is coming out a little bit early. Instead of coming out on its regular Thursday, it's coming out a little early because Advent is starting. And so I wanted to talk about Advent before it started. But let's get started with a prayer and just jump right into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come in this season of Advent and show us what is important. Bless us with the gift of your wisdom so we can see. We can see what matters and what can be let go. Help us in this season have a heart for preparation. Have a heart that is longing for your coming so that on Christmas Day we might experience that joy that you're here. Help us to keep you at the center and focus all that we do in this season and all seasons of our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Now, there's a lot of talk about what is Advent and how does it compare to Lent. And so just very briefly, Advent is the time leading up to Christmas. Lent is the time leading up to Easter. Advent is a time for preparation. Lent is a time for penance. And now I've heard people say that Advent is a mini Lent. It is a time for penance, but actually it's a time for preparation. And I want to read to you what the Catechism says. Catechism 524 says, Advent is when the church celebrates the liturgy of Advent each year. She makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah. For by sharing in the long preparation for the Savior's first coming, The faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. And in 1428, it says that Lent, on the other hand, is the seasons and days of penance in the course of the liturgical year. Lent and each Friday, in the memory of the death of the Lord, are intense moments of the church's penitential practices. These times are particularly appropriate for spiritual exercises, penitential liturgies, and pilgrimages, as signs of penance, voluntarily, voluntary self-denial, such as fasting and almsgiving, and fraternal sharing. In other words, charitable and missionary works. So as you can hear there in the Catechism, in Lent, we are focusing on that penance. In Advent, we are preparing the way. Okay, Think about the Israelites. They waited for the Messiah for hundreds of years. They waited and hoped and in some seasons forgot that he was even coming. In some seasons they turned and in other seasons they waited and waited anxiously for his arrival. And then his arrival finally, excuse me, finally came. We want to position our hearts so that we're anxiously awaiting. Anxiously on the edge of our seats, waiting for him to come into the world again. That's what this season is about. 
It's about checking the position of our heart. Where is our heart at? Are we just checking off boxes, following the rules? Are we really falling into that deeper relationship? That relationship where we no longer are doing, we're no longer obeying the rules to check a box. We're obeying the rules because we love the Lord. We're following his will because we, because we love him. Not because we want to check off a box. Our sins are so great. There is nothing, there is no box we can check that would ever make up for that. And luckily for us, Jesus has already made up for that. He died for us. He died on the cross for us. Now all we have to do is follow him. And so are we following him to check that box? Or are we following him because we love him? Because we long for him. And that's what this season is about. It's preparing our hearts. Preparing our hearts to follow. Preparing our hearts to bring the Messiah into the world. Into the world. Because our world so desperately needs him right now. So, how can we do that? And of course the answer is that we have to choose to. It's not just going to happen. We aren't just going to have this deep, profound advent unless we choose to. We have to be intentional. And we are intentional by managing our minds, by deciding what's important to us, what we want to think and feel and act so that we can have that result of that Christmas day where we feel so much joy at his arrival. We need to put things on our calendar. You know, for a lot of us, we're like, yes, I'm going to pray. I'm going to say this novena. I'm going to, you know, celebrate this feast day. But we don't write them on our calendar. And they get left behind. This year, we're going to be really intentional. We're going to put the things we want to do for Advent on our calendar. Because we get to choose what goes on there. We're going to make the time and then we're going to be a woman of integrity who does what she says she's going to do shows up with love. Okay. And this does not mean that we have to do all the things. I know there are so many things that we can do for Advent. And there are so many lovely liturgical living sites that will show us so many ideas and crafts and food and songs and just a plethora of options for us to, to celebrate Advent. We only need to change, choose a couple that are right for us. And I would encourage you to invite the Lord into that. Ask him what he wants you to do this Advent. He might only be calling you to one thing, one thing that will prepare your heart. He might be calling you to a few more. Whatever he's calling you to, that's what you say yes to. Okay? Because there is that pressure this time of year, that pressure to do all of the things do all of the things, but who are you doing all of the things for? Is it so that you'll be a good Catholic? This is what good Catholics moms do, but who defines what a good Catholic mom is? 
Is it so that other people will see you as a good Catholic mom? Is it so that your kids will know and love their faith? If you're tired and frazzled and yelling, is that going to help your kids to know and love their faith? Remember, your audience is always God. And God is going to ask you to perform specific numbers while he's your audience. Those are the only ones he wants to see. He doesn't need you to do all of the things. Okay? And when you do get to that point where you're tired and frazzled and yelling, you can just become aware, oh, I've lost sight. I'm back to checking boxes. This, this thing I chose over here, that was just to check a box. I just thought that that was going to make me a good Catholic mom. That's not really what God is calling me to grow closer to him. So, in this season, this season we see, we experience literal darkness. The sun goes down early, comes up a little later. We spend more of our day without light. We long for that light. So by Christmas, Jesus is going to come and shine that light into our hearts and into the world. And so we want to prepare for him. We want to prepare for him early and intentionally. Now I know Advent is beginning, but do it today. Sit down today and decide, this is what I'm going to do for Advent. This is how I'm going to be intentional in this season. And I'm not going, I'm not a, you know, I don't do a whole lot of like liturgical living telling you what to do or how to do it because there's so many other great sites that you can find that will do that. I recommend Catholic All Year. They're amazing. Catholic Sprouts. Catholic Icing. They all do such a good job. Such a good job of those kind of things. But I'm going to give you just a couple quick no-cost, low-cost ideas of how you can just add a little more Jesus into the next few weeks that are ahead for your holidays. Some of these things are non-negotiable in my house. Like We do these every year. And the reason we do them every year is because, like I said, they're no-cost, low-cost. And they're easy to fit into our schedule. So it's not something that's going to stress or frazzle me. The first thing is the St. Andrew Novena. I love this Novena. This Novena is, when I first heard of it, I was told this is the Novena. If you want a miracle, this is the Novena you pray. And I got a miracle from it. And I've had other miracles from it since then. I've been doing this now for, this will be, I think my 10th, maybe my, this is the 10th year. This will probably be the 10th year that we're saying the St. Andrew Novena. But so many miracles from this novena. It begins on November 30th. And I will post that prayer um, on the Facebook page. And you say that prayer every day, 16 times, or 15 times, 15 times, every day until Christmas. So try that one. That one's wonderful. The... Um, we do Advent calendars. 
So we have a little advent calendar, like a reusable one every year. But then last year we started doing um, advent calendar with books. And I did get this from this idea from Catholic all year. They, um, I, we have a lot of Christmas books and maybe you do too. And so now I just wrap one up or I wrap them all up and each day of advent, there's each one is labeled one, two, three, four, five, you know, up to, up to 25. And each day of advent, we have a book, a little Christmas book that we read as a family. And it's just been a fun way for the kids that, oh, we get a different book every day. And that way we get through all of our Christmas books too, because we make that a priority and it helps us grow closer as a family because we're spending that time together, just reading quick little, and they're mostly quick little picture books. It takes five minutes. Um, we also do an advent wreath. Most of you probably have an advent wreath and we actually light the candles. I think that that's something that if you ask my kids what their favorite part of the season is, they inevitably, one most usually many will say lighting the candles at dinner time because we turn out the lights and we actually eat by candlelight and it's dark, but they think that is so neat. And we do have a light on in the other room. So we do have a little extra light because one candle for the first week of Advent is pretty dark, but, and they're still little, so that's hard. But anyway, and we also sing. We sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, while we light the candles. And they just absolutely love it. And they talk about it all year long. And it's such a simple thing. We're going to eat dinner anyway. We just light a candle, sing a one verse, quick song. It just sticks in their hearts. Another thing that we do is we decorate gradually. So think about when you're getting ready for a baby. Most of the time, we don't get everything out at once. Maybe one day we put the crib together. Another day we do the laundry. We fold all those sweet little baby clothes. Another day we, you know, finish setting up the nursery. Another day we schedule certain appointments. You know, we just, we gradually are getting ready for this baby to come. We can do the same thing as we prepare for Jesus. We don't have to put everything up all at once. We can do it gradually. And when we do it gradually, sometimes it can just help us to slow down, help us to recognize what's happening. And every time it's exciting. Like at first, I only get out the Advent stuff and, and the nativity. And then I slowly start adding other things. Mm -hmm. And everybody just gets excited. Oh, what's new now? What are we putting up next? Just kind of a fun way to just gradually and quietly starting to bring Christmas into the house. Another thing that we do is we celebrate certain feast days. And every year I choose different feast days. There's some that are that are pretty consistent, like St. Nicholas Day, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I'll just plan one little thing, one small thing to do for that feast day. So for example, on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we're going to eat Mexican food. And I just write that in my calendar. So that's for my meal planning. Okay, we're eating Mexican that night. And everybody loves it. Some other things that we've done in the past, and we do some years, but some years they don't make it. The Jesse tree. I love Jesse trees because it ties the Old Testament to the New Testament so nicely. It shows us that story of salvation. I love that. But there's some years we just don't fit it in. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of 
the straw, baby Jesus and the straw. And as the kids do, you know, make sacrifices and do kind work for each other, they get to put straw into the manger to prepare the manger for baby Jesus. Some years we do that, some years we don't. There are the O Anaphonts that you can say. Those go in with the O Come, O Come, Emmanuel for the eight days before Christmas. There's the Christmas Novena, which starts nine days before Christmas. There are daily meditations that you can do. Um, different, so many different Advent books that you can follow along with. In Beckons are the Behold Monthly Membership Program. There's a faith study section that has, that has an Advent faith study in it as well. There's so many feast days, like I said, so many other feast days that you can celebrate in December. So just choose, just choose one or two that you feel like is going to prepare you for Christmas. And once you choose, get started. Don't doubt your choice. Don't question it because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So if you say, come Holy Spirit, help me choose. And then you make that choice. You can just have so much confidence that you're making the right choice. That this is what you are supposed to be doing because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And then you can move forward and you can start doing it. If that means planning and writing it on your cal calendar, all right. If that means you need to purchase something, purchase it today. Don't wait till the day of. All right. Advent is to prepare our hearts. I want you to think about it just for a moment when you prepared your heart for your baby. Yes, you did the physical side. Like we talked about the cleaning and the cooking and the, the folding the little clothes and putting the crib together. But you also prepared your heart. You slowed down. You took those mental snapshots. You treasured those moments of feeling your baby kick inside of you. You rested. And the joy when your baby arrived was indescribable. And now we have the opportunity to slow down a little bit, to rest when we can, and to prepare our homes and to prepare our hearts for the Savior, for our King. Yes, there are many obligations this time of year, but preparing, preparing our hearts is the one that we need to prioritize the most. Because when we make this season one of preparation, then we're going to be one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me for this 75th episode of Behold. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you will share it with a friend and also like and rate and review if you haven't yet, please join us in our Facebook group. We would love to see you over there as well. Also, I have a monthly membership called Beckoned where we deep dive into these concepts and we learn how to manage our minds and just enjoy our lives without changing our circumstances. It's powerful work. I really hope that you'll consider, you know, as you're Christmas shopping, I hope that you'll consider giving this gift to yourself. Or if you have someone special in your life that you feel could really benefit for, from this, give them the gift. Give them the gift of this membership so that they can learn these tools as well. All right. Thank you so much. I will be back next week. I hope you have a 
very blessed start of your Advent. I'll talk to you again soon. God bless.